Craft Beer Radio, episode 322, on February 28th, 2015. From far beyond the galaxies, I've journeyed to this place to study the behavior patterns of the human race. And I find them highly illogical. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio. Well, Girl meets boy. it's been a they sad week. Love. But hopefully it'll be a happy ending to it with this lovely array of IPAs we have. We have emptied the fridge of IPAs, and we are going to be doing an IPA fest on air. I like this song. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's got a nice, you know, 60s it's vibe to it. bouncy 60s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so Greg misunderstood a tweet that I made, or I am I sent to him earlier. He thought it was like National IPA Week or something. Ah, so. uh, yeah. But so we're going to make it IPA Week. Yes. We're going to own it. So, basically, we got a bunch of IPAs in the fridge. And, you know, we've said we've never, we'll never do an IPA show or try not to. Well, <laughs> lying. We are lying liars. <laughs> After this, we won't have to do an IPA show. So, we're going to start off with the two session IPAs that we have. Samuel Adams Rebel Rider IPA. This was presented to us by Sam Adams. Citra, Topaz, Cascade, Centennial, and Simcoe Hops. The Sam Adams Two-Row Pale Malt Blend is the malt. They use their ale yeast, and it is 4.5% alcohol by volume, 45 IBUs. I'm gonna get, we're kind of trying not to drink a whole yeah. six ounces each, but I forgot that time. Oh, well. so it's a session IPA. Yes. Beer pours a. They say on their color. label West Coast style. You had a. You had a uh, they keep marketing. They keep marketing Rebel IPA as a West Coast IPA. In that Boston.com article and a few other things I've seen since. Oh, the, like the oh Tony McGee thinks that Rebel IPA is trying to steal their beer, or you know take away from their beer, trying to market directly against it. I I don't think Rebel's West Coast. It just it doesn't <laughs> have that feel to it. I just don't agree. I mean, yesterday I drank both of them. Because I wanted to test. Mm-hmm. And I have my notes on the, both of them here. So I can tell you how Rebel fared against... If I can pull it up. <laughs> oh, we're so professional on this show. That's what I like about it the most. Well, he's looking that up. The beer is super clear. Bright gold color. Poured with a quick head that diminished... A head that diminished quickly. Okay, so here's my notes. On Lagunitas IPA, a bright tangerine hop notes, gingerbread malt... Lingering orange flavors and bitterness, whereas the Rebel IPA with spicy, resinous, and piney notes, some citrus, English muffin malt, and slightly earthy and grapefruit. Very different beers. Mm -hmm. If somebody is trying to say that one is trying to ape the other, then they must think of IPAs as commodities. And if that is the case, then why is there all this concern about being bought by anybody if they're easily that replaceable? We had a bit of a conversation about whether you know if if all IPAs can turn into bad IPAs and no one notices type yeah. thing you know I forgot what we had said about it <laughs> kind of that it slipped my mind we were I, drinking I, at the time I, I know I had a few arguments and, or a few points but I don't remember what they were so anyway back onto the this is the Rebel Rouser right or Rider Rebel, Rebel Rider. Rider we also have Rebel Rouser later in the show So the aroma on this thing, it, it's not a huge aroma, right? It's a session IPA. So you get kind of 
a straw type malt aroma. You know, it's not session IPAs generally don't have mm-hmm. that big malty backbone. Right? Yeah, they're kind of a thinner straw type flavor and a light malt bill. And let's see if I get any hops on the nose. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of hops there. It's a little bit. It's a little bit grassy. It's a little. So it's, touch I mean, a touch of um, like um, tangerine or maybe a little bit of orange peel in like pith in the in the nose. You kind of throw this many hops into it, hops of of kind of re- weirdly different aspects, mm-hmm. and you're going to get something that's kind of a, a a mutt of an IPA, right? Citra, Topaz, Cascade, Centennial, Simcoe. These are they can be very bold, but they don't necessarily play as well with others. Okay. And so I'm noticing that this feels jumbled, the particularly in in, in the in the flavor. I, I, it, it's coming across a kind of oniony in a way. It's, it's, it's a little bit sulfury because there's so much mm-hmm. like resiny notes in there. Uh, there's it, it's laying down the bitterness very strongly. Yeah, I mean, I think it has a good bitterness to it. The hops. I don't know if I'd want to use the word jumbled, but there's definitely a bunch of different threads going through it, and I'm trying to separate them. See, it, to get it's through. confusing to me because you know we like we we often talk about how we like when there's lots of flavors, but we also mm-hmm. talk, mentioned about telling a story, and really the point there is that there's structure to it. It, right. it feels like it's not just a knot of all these flavors just jumbled, you know, thrown together. Whereas this does kind of feel... Yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think the way you described it there, I can get behind, right? Where it's kind of a knot of flavors where you can dig it and you can taste something that seems like Citra or Simcoe mm-hmm. or Centennial, but they don't have a progression that we really like to get behind. You know, those are the beers that make us excited. Yeah. You know, and this is kind of um, all, all trying to play their notes at the same time. A cacophony, if you will, of of hop notes, right. and yeah, it's it's very. I mean, it's it's bold and assertive, but it it just doesn't feel very uh, cohesive. Kind of like Egypt's national band playing the Russian <laughs> Russian national anthem. That <laughs> was yeah. I mean, it was on it was John Oliver's show, so that's why we both saw it. But uh, <laughs> the way that Putin just stood there. <laughs> It sounded like a fourth grade band. Yeah, it was objectively terrible. <laughs> mm. All right, so that was the... Oh, you're still working on it? You got anything else you want to uh, say? No, I'm just... Um, okay. I mean, I, I, I don't dislike it, but we have a lot right. of beer drink. Sure. All right, so the other session IPA we have is Pop-Up Session IPA from Boulevard. All right, we have a lot of boulevards. Yeah, Dave brought us a bunch of IPAs at yeah. Christmas time. So I'm going to pour a smaller sample for okay. us. I'm going to use our Xylus to cap these off. You don't, normally don't cap off 12-ounce bottles, but... Uh, it's a good thing have, we have a lot of Xyluses. 4.3% alcohol by volume. It is... Well, they don't really tell me much about it. On their site, unfortunately. There it is, 40.5 IBUs. This one looks exactly like the last one. Uh, it's a clear golden. There's a head that's sticking out a little bit longer on it. It has uh, a couple things going on the nose. I'm getting 
first sniff kind of took me to oniony, like you said, right? Um, previously, and then something a little um, mango tangerine, and then I got a whiff of something that's like pretty. Per- yeah. It's got something that was really perfumey on it as well. Just a brief sniff. Yeah, a little little potpourri esque thing in there. Violet or the mango's coming back. Actually, it's getting more what I think of when I'm like peeling back the skin on a mango. And there's something on there that's a little bit, a little dank. Actually, I'm smelling a little bit of durian <laughs> in it. I am. I'm yeah, getting I am. Yeah, a little, little note of. Because of durian, you take a mango and a little bit of onion and kind of blend those together. I mean, that's kind of what durian is. But you add, you know, some Dort in there. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a Dorian beer that came yes. in the mail this week from uh, Mobcraft. And, uh, can't I'm wait. looking forward to trying it. Yeah, yeah. They sent us a couple beers, and uh, uh, we would have done them this week, but it's IPA, IPA week, week, so next week. Okay, I mean, my my thought originally went, "Oh, there's Dorian," but no, no, it's not. No. It's not really. Um, the mango call was very mm-hmm. good because, yes, yeah, definitely in that tropical area. This beer is Best Buy three fourteen. Mm-hmm. So Best Buy Pie Day. Mm. Mango pineapple, little maybe a little. Strawberry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this one contrasts from the last one, right? It's yeah. not a concophony. Yeah. You know, there's... They're playing harmonies with each other. There's distinct flavors. And you're not just like, okay, if I... So, I mean, I don't know. They're just better to... Leave, they just work together. They're working together yes. instead of fighting over each other. Right. They're not... You're not being pulled eight ways. You're being presented with a, with a nice sort of juicy hot profile... Not a great deal of, of lasting bitterness. Uh, it's you know it's not laying on the tongue, but it does. It, it's very juicy and uh, and bright. Again, the 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 malt is barely there. It's, you know, it's a it's a saltine cracker. It, it's mm-hmm. something you know that's just there as a platform, as a vaguest notion of a platform. But that's because it's a session IPA. It's not much you can do to put a great malt backbone in there and still have it low in alcohol. All right, so we have pop-up, single-wide, and double-wide, all from Boulevard. So I kind of want to just walk through them. All right, let's do it. So the next one will be single-wide. Single-wide. This is the take uh, inspired by their double-wide, which we will taste later. So it's inspired by the beer we're going to taste later. Pale Malt, Amber 50, Walted, Malted Wheat, Munich, and Cara 50. That's a pretty interesting malt load on that. Hot with Zeus, Bravo, Cascade, Centennial, Simcoe, Citra. Another one that piles on the Simcoe and Citra in there. Adds Bravo and Zeus. Wow, okay. 5.7% alcohol by volume. 57 IBUs. Okay, so this one was best by 125, so it's a little over a month that I could... Much more orange, leaning towards grapefruit and aroma. The malt is much more apparent yeah. as well, right? You're getting some um, 
it's it's a little gingerbread, maybe a little cornbread. There's something yeah, distinctly corn, that, that's, sweet. That's good. There's there's something that's uh, maybe like an Italian that the crust off you know a rustic Italian you know something mm-hmm. like that. I was trying to think. It's not it's not like sourdough crust, but I think rustic Italian might be. A... Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. The color is, uh, it's it's you know darker orange, but it's still kind of straw colored. Mm-hmm. A little cloudier than the the last couple. It's very different. I almost had a spearmint taste in there. Some of the hops may have faded a little bit, right? Yeah. And actually, I think I am tasting some of. I think some of that spearmint is kind of probably a hop fade type mm. thing i've tasted it in some older beers remember i don't know if this is probably me. not <laughs> i don't know if this is me trying no this is insane trying to draw this connection back when we first started the show i had that case of stouts double ipa and i did, no, I, don't. I, I tried i tried cellaring some of it and it turned into an interesting barley wine but my brain's, te- my subconscious is telling me that there was a flavor in that mm. old, that old IPA. Okay, Brian Williams. Were you also in a helicopter when you did this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's trying to tell me that this tastes, there's a flavor in this that was like that, but that was so long ago that I, I don't even believe myself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, that's the difference between me and Brian Williams. <laughs> I don't even believe myself. And you do have editorial control. In the same way he did. Okay. It's, yeah, it, it, I guess it's a little hard to then judge it because we can't judge it on its mm-hmm. actual merits. It's a little faded. Yeah. It is also a little more jumbled, as one might expect with with that many hops that I you know mentioned. And uh, Lay's bitter. It's a little juicier than, than the same Adams, but I think mm-hmm. similarly jumbled. Similarly a lot of, a lot of competing voices. Right. Maybe if it was really fresh, one of them would stand out or there would be an overall tone that would be more right. apparent. But I'm not getting it. Right. All right. So I think we should do the double wide next. Yeah. Of course we should. This is part of their smokestack series. Now, double wide, I don't think is classified as a double IPA. That's what they oh, call it. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. It is 8.5% alcohol by volume, 71 IBUs, malted with pale malt, Kara 300, Kara 120, Amber 50, adjunct, dextrose, and brown sugar. Hot with Zeus Bravo Chinook Centennial Cascade. Finally, no Simcoe. Not a big fan of Simcoe. Since this is part of their smokestack, they don't put it in their normal 12-ounce bottle. Uh, Boulevard normally uses kind of a, a short, stubby... Like Sierra Nevada style bottle yeah. for most of their beers, but this one's in more of a Belgian style bottle, kind of like what you'd see from an Ackle or something like that. This one is well in code. This one is Best Buy three eleven. I mean, it's a, it's a double IPA, so those are generally well. They they fade too, right? They fade so. too, but they they also fade. I mean. They're, you can age them better. Mm. Like I said, I, I tried it. They turned into a barley wine. You shouldn't age your double IPAs. Yeah. You should drink them fresh, too. Especially the really pungent ones, you know. Yes. 
Yeah, that's true. Drink your IPAs fresh, everybody. First thing I'm getting on the nose on this one, something perfumey, really. It's... Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a little, a little, little sp- honey, a little spice. Honey, uh, maybe a touch of spruce or something. Yeah. You're not wrong. But yeah, a little pine resin. Mm-hmm. That's probably the Chinook. Yeah. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, I'm, I'm searching for tropical. I'm not getting any tropical. I'm mm-hmm. not getting any real citrus off the nose on this one. I mean, of, of these five, the Zeus, Bravo, Chinook, Centennial, Cascade, I, I know very well Chinook, Centennial, Cascade. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to wrap my mind. You know, I know Simcoe also. So there's some house I still try to don't quite know yet. Yeah. So uh, Zeus is part of being... CTZ, right? It's Tomahawk. And the C, which C is it? It's, uh, everyone's yelling at the radio right now. Darn. It, there's different trademarks, right? So Zeus and Tomahawk are virtually the same hawk, same hop in Columbus. Columbus. That, I was just gonna, I was just gonna I believe wager you. a guess of Columbus. And those ones are, yeah, I think they're mostly bittering, right? I mean, they, I mean, they're using them for flavoring and stuff, yeah. but I, I think they're they're kind of in the Chinook family. You know, they're a little more resiny, a little bit more dank. Yeah, so, I mean, the body on this one is what you notice first, especially coming off of Session IPAs and through a normal IPA. It has a, a little bit fuller body. There's a, a sweetness in the aftertaste. It really isn't... Uh, as hoppy as I thought it would be, but it's it's a pretty good drinker. Hmm. I mean, this is interesting because they they put extra sugar in here to to give it you know more of a of a sweet body, and that is coming through very strongly. It's it, it's a little bit like um, a little bit like a, a buttery and sweet bread underneath. The, uh, the two hot flavors they're calling out on the label are apricot and piney. Mm. I'm not sure I'm getting anything close to apricot. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, piney, I, not even, not even really piney. There's there's a woody note and a resiny note, but it's not it's not mm-hmm. striking me as right. pine. It it has. I'm having a hard time figuring out the descriptor to this because there's a lot going on in this. I like it. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good drinker. It's it's definitely not West Coast IPA, Mm-mm. right? It is has a lot of fair amount of bitterness to it. Has a good malt to back it up. Yeah, I mean, don't let our don't let us sound disappointed that we're not like able to name off twenty different great characteristics from the hop flavor because it's a well put together beer. Yeah. I think that I'm enjoying. It, it's solid. It has a lot of uh, it has a, a through line to it that I can understand. It, it's not jumbled. Yeah, there, some of these hops are playing har- harmony notes. Some of those are playing a, a melody, and there's a, mm-hmm. there's a there's a tone throughout this. It's very nice. Okay. All righty. Well, we actually have one more Boulevard. You want to do it just so we kind of keep no? Let's the, let's let's go. You want to mix up? I was thinking. Well, actually, there really hasn't been a brewery flavor yeah. yet, right? So 
no reason in doing the next boulevard necessarily. Let's go for the cans. Let's do the cans. Okay. Oh, double IP. Okay. Let's see. We still have one, two, three, four, five regular IPAs and then two mm-hmm. doubles. Two. One of the cans is a double. I mean, if you want to segregate them, you can. Don't oh, you? We don't have to. If you want to do the cans, we can do that. So we can't close the cans is what I'm thinking. So, so well, eh. they'll be the first ones in the post show. I mean, that's true. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, I'm, I'm we planned this show <laughs> meticulously. Let's do the Stonefly. Okay. So this I purchased, I think, at, uh, or I, you did. Okay. Yeah, House of a Thousand Beers. I, I know. I know one of. <laughs> there's still some beers hanging around that I that I purchased. <laughs> I believe. Six point eight percent alcohol by volume, sixty IBUs. This is from Saucony Creek Brewing, in Cutstown. Uh, Cutstown. 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 You cuts. Yeah, it's Eastern Pennsylvania. It's a university town, a state university there. Uh, a friend of mine went to school there. Haven't been to Suckney Creek when I was last out that way. I've been to Kutztown Brewing Company though. Made with Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, and Columbus, according to their hashtags. Interesting way of doing that, but okay. That's... I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. It's... Yeah, whatever. Whatever works. All right, so the first thing you notice on this beer is the big malty aroma on this one. You're getting a, a caramel, big caramel malt aroma. Um... Is that the first thing you notice? That's the first thing I noticed, yeah. I, mean, I definitely agree it's there and it's big, but the first thing I noticed was I was getting a, a big cascade whiff. Hmm. Yeah, take a, take a, stick your nose in my glass. I mean, I'm just getting malt. Yeah, yours is a little different. A little different than mine. A little bit, yeah. yeah mine's a little bit brighter in hops, and yours is uh, not quite as bright. Hmm. Stonefly is a it's an insect dragonfly. of some sort. It looks like a dragonfly, yeah. That yeah, that's definitely a dragonfly. One of the earliest flyers. Dragonflies. This bottle does not have any kind of Best Buy coating on it. It was three dollars, though we know that much. Yep. Tastes faded. Tastes a little faded. Kind of tastes like like a hoppy amber. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah it has a, has a decent malt character to it, and uh, yeah, it kind of has a little bit of faded. The, the Carbonation is very fine, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a thing that kind of tells the beers that have been around, been around for a while, too. And, uh, yeah, I'm not getting too much real hop flavor other than what you would get out of what you'd consider a hoppy amber. It's a decent hoppy amber, though. There's mm-hmm. nothing, you know, wrong with it. I enjoyed the aroma. <laughs> yeah. So the the flavor is actually a little, almost a little nutty. It has... Mm-hmm. 
like Nutella without the chocolate. So hazelnut. <laughs> <laughs> As I get into it, I'm tasting a little bit of oxidation on this beer. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's enough of that one. Have to try a fresh suck in the creek. Yeah, it, need, it needs to be fresh. It's it's got an interesting. Yeah, I, I like the the, the play the, the way they're playing with the malt, but I think that the the hops are so faded it's hard to call it an IPA. All right, on can to, you pour some water for me, please? Oh, absolutely. Thank you, sir. We got three pitchers of water here tonight, just so we can have enough for rinsing and whatnot. We knew we were going to do a lot of rinsing. All right, what's next? Let's do the uh, Free State. Free State Winterfest. So this is one of their seasonal brews. And, uh, yeah, I I like the idea of, I know that people, a lot of people are like, winter IPAs? Yeah, winter IPAs. IPAs sure. work in the winter. Well, Celebration's a winter IPA, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. From Sierra Nevada. So this is malts. The malts we use, Pale Munich, Carahel, Wheat, Hop Varieties, Columbus, Crystal, Centennial, Galaxy, 60 IBUs, 14.8 is the original gravity. What is the alcohol? I don't know. Um, They just tell me the original gravity, but not the alcohol. That's interesting. Hmm. I don't see it on the label. label has a best buy of... The best buy number is three, and the week is three. <laughs> Third week of March, then, I guess. First day, yeah, I just bit my tongue. Ow. Oh, that's got to hurt. That's, that sucks. Three, <laughs> now I can't talk. <laughs> okay, so I looked this up, and... <laughs> well, okay, Beer Advocate, uh, ABV, question mark? Nice. They don't even know. Oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to figure it out. Free State's from Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, this is a beer that Dave brought at Christmas time. 6.6 says rate beer. Did they provide this to us or did Dave? Dave brought it. Okay. This is a Dave beer. Dave beer. Sponsored by Dave. The aroma. Very piney. Piney? I'm getting like... Pineapple mango. Now I am too. Okay. Let me just let's just do a little trade here. Yeah, I mean, like I got that. That's what I got right oh, off. Oh, yours bat. is very here, different. Let's blend. Mine is like super tropical, super yeah, duper tropical. Yeah, his is very very tropical. So, okay, we blended them together. I still carry a bunch of tropical, but yes. it added a little bit of pine to it. So, okay, so Columbus Crystal Centennial Gal- Galaxy is one of those that. Uh, I'm not too sure exactly yeah. the characteristic galaxy. If we had a production assistant, we could look it up for us. And we should have like door. a chart of just you know the hops and the various flavors. <sighs> that would take. Yeah, we should. We should yeah. put it up on the wall. Right. All the hops, all the flavors. Thing is, all the hops. Right. Six two six five nine four. All the typical hops. Yeah. yeah. But that would require work on our part. It might improve the show, though. It's worth doing, I think. Mm, yeah. It's a good idea putting yeah. the chart up. Yeah, this beer, I mean, that, that big tropical aroma smells. I mean, like, you, you, 
when you think Winterfest India Pale Ale, right? And I don't know. I mean, I've had some pre state beers before, but I don't know the reputation yeah. really. And, and the beers I've had have been pretty mainstream beers, nothing that's like out there. So when I smelled the hops on this one, like huge tropicals, like wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting a bad beer, but I was not expecting like punch you in the face sure. tropics. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this beer definitely gets your attention. Their neck label says, cheers to 25 years. A free state has been around for a while. It's a long time. Long time for a brewery. Won't be long soon. I mean, more and more breweries are sticking around and mm-hmm. doing well. The flavor carries through much of what you get on the nose. Um, there's a lot of bitterness, though. You know, and Really, from what you were smelling, I wasn't anticipating this much bitterness. It's really sitting on my tongue, pretty bitter, mm-hmm. and there's a decent malt backbone to back it up. But that I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it is noteworthy how the bitterness is kind of like just plowed through and is just kind of sticking around. Plow like a snowplow going through in the winter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, it. It's the first. It's the first one that has me puckering mm-hmm. from the bitterness. Yeah. The tropical flavors are there. There's a little piney undertone. The tropical flavors themselves are kind of in the... It's not quite pineapple. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're kind of not representative of, yeah. of the fruits I can think of, right? I think there's a little pomegranate in there. There's a little Pomegranate's a good call, actually. Yeah. But there's, you know, there, there's like not pineapple... But pineapple tropical, mm-hmm. like there's right. a. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I just don't like know. a less acidic pineapple. Yeah, like just the sweet essence of pineapple, right? Almost baked pineapple, maybe. I don't know. There, there's a no. there's a bit of a there's a bit of a kind of a, of a tropical fruit cup mm-hmm. kind of flavor going on in here. Okay. Oh, that dragon fruit that we had last week. I ate the rest of that. I like that. That dragon fruit's good, good, isn't it? Stuff, yeah. Greg I mean, brought a dragon fruit yeah. up, and and we dra- ate it after the show. It was really good. It's mild, but it's very. I think it, it really has. It's a, it's an interesting texture. It's mild, but there's a, there's an interest. There's a good flavor to it. Yeah. A good sweetness to it, and the texture is awesome. The fleshy part with all those seeds in it. The mm-hmm. seeds are very soft seeds, right? They're not yeah. like annoying raspberry seeds, which yeah. are hard, you know, and. Uh, yeah, uh, that dragon fruit was really good. I know. No one else likes it. Hmm. Like my family is like, eh, it doesn't. It's not strong enough. And, eh. I I think I like the texture as much as anything else, right? So if I think that's true. If yeah. you're not appreciating the texture, you yeah, might that's, not that's one thing they don't like at all. Is that they don't like the texture. I love the texture. I think it's great. We should, we're, we're down to five beers. Well, then we. Uh, we should do our little commercial, shouldn't we? Yeah, I think we should. All right, well, if you want to support us, go to... Oh, come on. It, Sorry, I need, I, need to, I need to recharge. I need to recharge. All right, recharge. I'll take care of it while you're recharging. Hey, you want to support us? There's a great way you can do that. It, it really is a great way because it doesn't cost you anything that you weren't going to spend otherwise. That's it, absolutely true. It, it is. It's We're not even, like... 
hedging our bets here. You're going to shop on Amazon, and when you do, all we you know you are. All we don't try to lie to us. You know you are. All we want you to do is before you start your shopping, go to craftbeerradio.com/amazon. That's it. That's all you have to do. Literally, you don't even have to click anything. It just redirects you right through to Amazon. And all your purchases will be the same attributed. Price. The same price you get all the time. You're not, yes. you're not paying any But we more. get credit for driving your sales, and Amazon kicks us back some money. What could be better than that? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, like, it's no loss. There's no loss to you whatsoever. Right. Great. I couldn't make the op- the opportunity cost any less. You just said, if, if I could, I saw, I saw CBR.com is kind of up for sale. <laughs> I wonder how much that guy costs. Because if uh, I could get CBR.com slash Amazon, it'd be even better. Yeah, that would be even better. But I don't think I need to spend like 70 grand on CBR.com. Can we get like CBR.co and then see even like one letter less? Well, we can talk about this after the words. For... CBR.tv? <laughs> no, there's one that's available for 70 bucks a year. If you want to help us buy that domain, go to com slash Amazon. Thank you. Yes, thank you, everyone who has used the link. And if you want to live vicariously, and kind if of, you're going to keep on with the commercial, you got to oh, keep the music up. Sorry, if you're going to live vicariously and kind of see what people are buying. Turn into the post show where we do Amazon Anonymous. If we remember, if we remember, we forgot last week. <laughs> okay, what's this guy? All right, Urban Chestnut. This is. Uh, they send us a lot of beers. They send us a whole bunch of beers, so we've been, you know, working our way through them. Still haven't got to that Berliner Weiss that I really I know. want to try. Well, it's always like because we don't want to stuff the, sh- we don't want to like do eight shows in a row with this with with one company. So mm-hmm. we always like, okay, well, we'll do that later. We'll do another show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it never, it never ends up uh, working out. To get that Berliner Weiss on. Fantasyland is their West Coast IPA. It's part of their Revolution series. 6.5% alcohol by volume. Hopped with... Okay, the alcohol is starting to hit me. Hopped <laughs> with Cascade, Nelson Salvine. Nelson Salvine, those are those um, grapes. Grape yeah, hops. yeah. It's a New Zealand hop that kind of tastes like white wine. Amarillo, old school going there. Uh, most people don't use... They use Simcoe instead of Amarillo nowadays. Yeah, you don't see Amarillo as much yeah. as you used to. Uh, Centennial Back Chinook. in 2004, it was all the I rage. know, I know. Uh, Emerald, kind of famously Dorish. Mm-hmm. American Pale Ale is the malt. Also, Bur- Bon Lunar Munich and Caramel in the malt. 60 IBUs. They call this one a Midwest yeah, Coast IPA. Right. Because they were... I mean, well, they're in the middle. Yeah, they're in St. Louis. And so this other boulevard we have is also a mid-coast IPA. So what so What exactly do they mean by that? So, I mean, they're not West Coast, super hop juice. They're not East Coast, English-influenced. Mm-hmm. They're something else. Now, I, I kind of wonder, does mid-coast play on third coast, play on... Chicago play on Goose Islands IPA. I I don't know. That's probably reading too much into it. Probably. I think it's just it's in the middle of the country. It's this this beer is there's not no, West there's no coast, coast so yeah. there's no coast to speak of. But they're probably styling it after one of those. East coast uh, I would coast. think they're trying. I would think that they 
you know, everyone thinks of West Coast versus East Coast for IPAs. Well, right? they called it West Coast on yeah. Fantasyland it, on their website. They called it West Coast. They say it's Mid Coast on the label. It says Midwest Coast. Midwest Coast. Hmm. Okay, so maybe it's just a maybe it's just a pride a, a, a Midwest pride thing for both of these. I, and in that case, we're just reading into it way too much on all fronts. You know, I should have probably read the website. Fantasyland, noun, a place or circumstance existing only in the imagination or as an ideal dream world, origin, Midwest coast of the United States. Need we say more? I guess it doesn't really answer the question, does it? No. <laughs> I think both of these in probably, you know, are doing it because there's, they're in between yeah. the two coasts and they're just trying to make a play well, on. Let's Let's see. So the aroma on this one, it's 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 a mild, it's it's multi with a milder hop aroma compared to some of the other ones. You're getting something that's a little, little. We're switching glasses here. Yeah, it's it's mostly the same. I think they should be mixed anyway. Okay. Stratification rears his ugly head again. We're drinking 11 beers. It's about to happen. Blending the beers in the glass. Let's see. Remember the trick. Get more service area by... Oh, I do it every time, right? And we, we had someone ask us about this. Like, what do you mean by tilting... The, or how, how we tilt the glass and, and twirl? So it's been a while since I've described it. We have our snifters. I will hold the stem in my left hand. Put the bowl in my right... I will tilt the beer until it's about a half an inch or three quarters of an inch from the top of the glass. And I just rotate the glass around 360 degrees so I get foam up all over the entire bowl of the glass. And then I take a sniff because there's a lot of beer creating surface area after you do that. It's about, I would say, it's about a 70 degree tilt almost. I mean, it really depends on the glass, right? So yeah. just tilt the beer to as far as you're comfortable with tilting it without spilling it out the top, right? Right. Right. Greg's making fun of my rights. I'm not making fun of your rights. You have great rights. Well, you know what's funny is uh, since you pointed out how much I say right, I every time I li- watch people on TV or do interviews on radio... Lots of people do it. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very so, common. So it's not just me. But now that you made me aware of it, I see everyone else doing it, too. When I first start, when I first really recognized I was saying you know a lot, I heard it everywhere. And it is everywhere. Right. But you can really get distracted sometimes when somebody just keeps throwing something out all the time. You can really tell they are not prepared for this. Right. I'm going to start using Yelp. <laughs> That is correct. <laughs> or you could do it, don't you know? <laughs> You'd be like my grandmother who did, am I right? Am I right? Am I right? What, what is this? What am I smelling? What am I smelling? That's it. Uh, it it's kind of, it, it's in a valley between the pininess and... Citrus. I mean, it's because it's not really citrusy. It's not really woodsy, piney. Mm-hmm. It's this. There's a valley between those two, and it's in there. And I'm trying to figure out. There's a little bit of orange pith. There's yeah. a little bit. I took a sip just a second ago. 
So that helped me figure it out a little bit more than I could get just off the nose. There's a little bit of... It's definitely different, because I mean... There's, you... there's a big sweetness, like like a candied hop sweetness in here, actually. You know, it, not the man candy we used to talk about, yeah. but there's this bit of candied hop, too. The malt kind of comes through and coats over the hops and gives it this sweet hop candy type character. Mm. Yeah. I I taste those Nelson Savines in there. I forgot about those, yeah. They're they're playing a, a sort of vinous role. Um If you really look for something that's kind of wine like or grapey mm-hmm. or viney, you can get a touch of it, right? I mean, not knowing to mm-hmm. look for them, I would have missed them completely. It's not strong, but it's there. Uh, the the carbonation in this is a little bit lowered, but I think because we mixed them, that, that adds Could to be. it. Also, it's kind of cask-like, right? Yeah. I mean, the carbonation that we're drinking right now. Mm. It's a good drinker. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting to the point where our palates are getting kind of numbed. They it's are like, getting a little so, exhausted, so, so it's the, hard to... The, the beers aren't coming across... Like, this beer doesn't taste all that hoppy. Yeah. Right? And that's <laughs> almost certainly because we're just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing about it. Right. <laughs> oh. I just need to stop saying that. Uh, so much. <sighs> right. Yeah, this beer doesn't right. taste big and hoppy, but, but the things we are tasting, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, we're losing sensitivity to the hops. This is, of course, why we try not to do IPA shows, but let's barrel through it. Let's go for it, right? Maybe we'll get let's a second it. wind. Let's own it. <laughs> All right. Rinse that glass and move on. That'd be a hard one to rank. <laughs> I think we can have a special exemption this time. I think that might be the case. All right, so we're doing the other Mid-Coast IPA. This is one from Boulevard. This is part of their tasting room, so this is a much more limited release than uh, your average Boulevard beer. I don't really know the story behind the tasting room beers, though. I know Dave sent us several of them, this Mm -hmm. including one. Okay, so this is 5.6 Finaco by volume. Tasting room, they might be like limited editions, or... They might... I, I really don't want to speculate. Yeah. I don't know if they're only available at the brewery or limited places. We're running out of xyluses. Okay, the tasting room was once the only place you could sample test beers our brewers were working on for potential release. Now we're bringing you these fledgling brews in our sample 12 and asking for your opinions. So there you go. I see. There's a sample pack of tasting room beers. We've got a few of the ones with these labels. That yeah. That ginger rattler that we had. Uh, oh, that yeah. was one of the tasting room beers. Ginger lemon Rattler. Okay. Back to this beer. All right. So this one's back to a bright hop aroma. It kind of has that... Remember we are talking about the Session IPAs, how it kind of had that straw-type character instead of a big caramel? This one has an aroma that reminds me of that as well. Uh, did we mention the ABV on this one? 100 plus. Oh, sorry. Oh, Five point six hundred. It's hundred ABV. <laughs> Over hundred. Just, just pure grain alcohol. <laughs> Turn it up to eleven, man. 
Okay, so it, five. five. It's a, it's yeah, a, it's 5. a lower 6. alcohol, it's so it's yeah. kind of sessiony. Yeah. Uh, well, five point well, six is not session. Well, it's not double IPA. No. It hundred I hundred plus IBUs. They say uh, that's really kind of outside of the mm-hmm. threshold of detection. Kettle Whirlpool hops, Topaz, CTZ. There, there's that Columbus uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tomahawk Kazoo mix. Centennial dry hopping, Centennial Amarillo. Hey, showed up again. Topaz and Citra. This smells a lot like the pop up. Yeah, yeah. It is Boulevard. Mm-hmm. The same. So same this brewery. might be this this. Again, just speculating with no good reason. You could imagine this is the IPA strength version of their yeah. of their pop up. You know where they'd use the same kind of hops or similar hops and just made it a little bit stronger, more bitter. Mm. This is the Mid Coast IPA from Boulevard. That's pretty good. That strikes me as West Coasty. All right, that's a very very prominent. Yeah. Hops. It's going bright, bright hops. The, the there's a candyish, like I said, mm-hmm. kind of gingerbread background mm-hmm. to it. But the but the hops are playing a major role, and they're going bang, bang. It's like you know spotlights in your eyes. Boom! These are hops. These are hops. Right. So in their case, mid coast might be it's west coast, but not from the west coast. Yeah. Right. That kind of thing. Damn it. Right. Uh, I do think that it has shares a lot of hop lineage with their pop up session IPA. Mm-hmm. It tastes very similar, but these are these are really popping mm-hmm. these hops. Yeah, pop up. These are really going bam, bam, bam. They're really flashing out there. Yeah. It's a good blend. I, I like. I like how it's not. It's not a typical. You know, it's not your Cascade grapefruity stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little, you know, a little more resiny, but not all the way towards pine. It's not. You can't say tropical. You can't really say, you know, orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more I drink it, the more I'm just noticing, like, the pith. And that pith bitterness is kind of building. We'll see as I get through the sample on if that gets overpowering. But, like, that last sip is like, mm-hmm. that's a lot of pith on the tongue. It almost tastes kind of, I'm getting flavors that are reminiscent of, like, peach. And a little bit of, like, a very sweet, a very sweet plum. Okay. Something like that. Well, it shows that our palates aren't completely burned out. Yeah. Like this one. Well, a big bright one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. It'll show up. 100 IBUs. So, I mean, even though that's kind of above the threshold, it's still definitely very bitter. You can really taste it in there. The moth's doing some to hold it back, but it's not. It's fighting against a a pretty big push. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost all. And, and the malt is a light malt. Like, it has some characteristics of those. Of what most people probably think of a session IPA with that more straw-like malt character, mm-hmm. right? Uh, no, I, I think it's I think it's sweeter. I think it's more on a ginger. Oh, you think though. so? Okay. But that could be the hops just playing with my tongue. I don't know. There's yeah. I'm not sure if I mentioned this one's uh, Best Buy three seven, so it's almost at the end of its life. But still plenty bright. Yeah, it doesn't taste faded at all. All right, moving on. It's ready to go. Starting to <laughs> starting to feel it. <laughs> starting to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've not finished uh, hardly any of these beers. Just yeah. for let the record show. That's why we're able to do so many. 
So we got two doubles. Let's just do the non-double right. before we get into it. Jackie O's Hop Riot IPA. Hop Rot, I think. R-Y-O-T. Riot? Maybe. Rot. Riot. I don't know. I thought it was Hop Rot, but maybe it's Hop Riot. I think it's Hop Riot. I think so. Like a zoot suit riot? Sure, sure. Um, 6.5% alcohol. There's my ums. Um. Um, 6.5% alcohol by volume. They, it's a rye India pale ale. <clears throat> rye malt and Simcoe hops. This one's purchased by CBR. I have my coworker Justin went to Columbus for the weekend, and I'm like, "If you see any Jackie O's, pick me up a growler." Well, he didn't come across any growlers, but he did come across a six pack of this hop. So is it Jackie Onassis's? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know too much about Jackie O's, but what I do know is they have a little bit of a cult following with uh, making really good beer. Okay. They had a fire recently at their brew pub, and they've been clo- they've closed for a little bit. Oh, that sucks. Um, but they're back in production, as far as I know. And yeah, yeah, I've, I heard a lot about Jackie O's, and I, he was going to Columbus. And I asked him to grab me some. Hmm. Hmm. So they say they mentioned Simcoe on here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> not, I mentioned it before in the show, not a real big fan of Simcoe. Right. I, There's a little bit of dank or something. Yeah. Like The one sniff I took, it made me think of like a, a, a dirty bar towel, like like a little bit of that stink, you know. It, you know it, we need another word for that, right? We need a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. That's it. I'm not saying this beer smells like a complete pile of garbage, dirty bar towel, but I took a sniff and it smells like, you know, when you got the bar towel. Yeah. It's just a little old, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Simcoe's hop is, is bad. I, mm-hmm. I don't particularly like it when it's highlighted. Like I, that double Simcoe from... Um, Weyerbacher. Weyerbacher. Oh, I do not like that. I, I think that it, it's a it, it's a it actually works when it's playing a supporting role, but as a star, I'm turned off by it. So it's like a Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> so when I smell this, I don't know if I'm putting too much on the name, but I do think I smell a little rye spiciness coming off the nose. And now that I thought of of wet, soggy bar towel, I can't get, I can't not smell it. Hmm. <sighs> I've had several cans of this, just oh, really? casually drinking, and I didn't notice wet, soggy bar towel. Then. Well, I mean, we we mentioned this on the last yeah. show, but when we were when we were trying to critically analyze the beer. It definitely takes on a different aspect than when we are just drinking it for enjoyment. Yeah, it, it tastes different. It can. Yeah. It's that Simcoe, man. Uh, I just don't like that. Hmm. It just, it feels like, like a, it feels like a, a Way overripe pineapple that okay. is 
that has a lot of like sulfury notes on it mm-hmm. as well. Okay. And that's kind of what I'm what I'm getting is is just a bunch of like a mouthful of sulfur. I, I think that's a good way of describing what you just said. I wouldn't have been able to put those words to it myself, but now that you said that, and I don't have much experience with eating overripe, nearly yeah. rotten pineapple, but I can kind of kind of get there. Yeah, you know, and I really like how you described it. I can't really. I mean, it's 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 so distracting that I can't really. Concentrate on the malt. I can't find the rye in there. Mm-hmm. It's just distracting me too much. Yeah, not a fan. Get to try some else from Jackie O's. All right, let's go back to Sam Adams. All right, so this is their Rebel Rouser IPA, the double version of Rebel. Before we did the session version of Rebel. Bravo, Galaxy, Zeus, Simcoe, Centennial, Cascade, Amarillo. Malts, their two-row pale malt blend that they always use. Sam Adams Ale Yeast, 8.4% alcohol by volumes, 85 volumes, 85 IBUs, and uh, almost double the calories per serving as their last one, so... 252 versus the last one was like 130. So, lots more sugar in here. Yeah, the aroma on this one, getting two things right up front. Let me try to. Getting a resiny aroma, and you're getting the malt off this thing. Yeah. So, it's kind of this multi resiny type thing. It pours. Uh, Deep gold, very clear. So this is what they say. They say it's uh, it isn't just a bigger version of Rebel IPA. They explored a different balance of hop character, including Bravo and Galaxy hops, uh, and blah 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 marketing mm-hmm. speak. It doesn't have that same uh, cacophony of different flavors. You're right. That the session one had. This is more focused. It is. It kind of focuses on uh, orange grapefruit, grapefruit pith. There's a little bit of resiny as well. There's a lot of. There's a lot of sweetness here. I'm almost mm-hmm. the the thing that comes to mind is like. Remember those vanilla, this vanilla wafers, but without a lot of whole lot of vanilla. So, okay. so it's a big kind of sweet cookie. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 much. Yeah, it's, it's it's totally not a knot. It's it's very focused on bringing those. This this kind of resiny mm-hmm. orange, right? It it it's in that area. You know, this, I'll, I'll give this one. You know, down here underneath double IPA, it says West Coast style. I'll give this one West Coast. Um, it's it's not bright citrusy, no, but it it's you know the hops are very prominent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
This one, I'll, I'll let I'll give it the West Coast at once. You'll let them slide on this one. No, no, I'll give it to him. I'm not going to let him slide. I'll give it to him on this you, one. Okay, you got Rebel? a check mark. I, I, I have an objection to calling Rebel West Coast, but. I, and I'm wondering exactly what that is because I mean, Rebel, I mean, it is pretty hot forward. You don't think so? I don't think it's. I think hot. I'm not saying it's not an IPA. I'm just saying it's not a hop forward West Coast style of an IPA. I think it's an American IPA that is not distinctly West Coast. Yeah, I'm, so I'm losing the thread of what West Coast means then. I, I don't really get how you're defining West Coast. I, th- I think that this beer has... I think that Rebel, which I just drank a Rebel, not yesterday, but... Me too. Within the last four days, I've had one. I had one yesterday. And it had a malt balance that, you know, where you either have a malt, ba- malt balance or you have hop forward. And I would consider that one have a balancing malt to it where it's instead of hops are leading the way charging forward and giving you you know distinct hop as the as the as the front runner of the beer so that if that's the case then there are lots of west coast ipas that aren't west coast ipas as far as i'm concerned there are plenty of sure well there's there's a, an ipa made in california they mm-hmm. calls himself an American IPA, and there was an IPA made in California. Calls himself a West Coast IPA, and to right. me, that's two different things. Okay. So, should there be categories now in the BJCP? Should there be a, a American IPA and West Coast IPA? I don't. Not unless. Not unless I mean, like if if there if, is if, this, if, if this distinction is is real, then there then we should then people should be grading on it, shouldn't they? Only, I think only if West Coast IPAs like run away and win all the time. But right. have you seen how many different styles there are? Well, you said BJCP, not, not... Yeah, BJCP. They don't have quite the explosion that the like the Great American Beer Fest has in styles. Great American Beer Fest probably should, have a, should or does have different versions of IPA styles. I haven't checked recently, but... okay. I mean, I'm because the the 2014 thing went out, right? So they there were a lot more styles on there. I could be off base. It's just you know, if if I if I am going to call something a West Coast IPA, it's going to be hop bomb. Okay, it's not going to have a balancing malt component to it. Rebel has a balancing malt component to it. So I mean. West Coast IPAs still have balance, but you're you're saying that they're they're way more hop forward and that and that the well, the when you term. say balance, so yeah, so you're using balance in two different ways, and that's the problem, right? Because am I? I think so because balance we typically you know is is how we talk about. I don't know. Are you? I, I don't know. No, I don't think I am. Okay. I mean. I think you can make an unbalanced beer. I think you can make an unbalanced beer that is still good and right. desirable. That's true. That's true. Right? Yeah, so, right. so if you're if you're imagining that you a, a beer has to have balance to be desirable, that but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you're having a balancing malt component where the malt may not be equal with the hops, but it says, "Hey, I'm here too." 
right? Okay. But a lot of West Coast IPAs are, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them don't have that, hey, I'm here too. It's showcasing yeah. a, an amazing hop profile. Yeah, you you convinced me. You got me. And I think Rebel says, "Hey, I got malt too." Mm. Need more water. Need more water. Picture number two. Thank you, sir. No problem. That was Rebel Rouser from Sam Adams. Thank you, Sam Adams, for providing us with that beer and our last beer. Dun dun dun. dun. This was sent by Jason Evans just this week. Thank you, Jason. From Union Craft Brewing in... Where are they? Baltimore. Baltimore. Double check, but I'm pretty sure it's Baltimore. Looks like it. Yep. Baltimore. Double duck pin. Balmer. 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 It's no no Natty Bo, though. This is a double IPA. Strike no malt, they say. Spare no hop. <laughs> Has a whole bunch of bowling pins. Well, I mean, you're from the area. Yes. You probably know this, but isn't like duck pin, duck bowling, duck pin bowling, like... It's much more Boston area. Thing. Is it Boston? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know that. The only time I've ever been duck pin bowling has been in Maryland. Really? Yeah. I, did, I mean, no. When I was, I mean, where I was growing up, but that's, I, I did not grow up in Baltimore. I'm distinctly away from Baltimore. Even though they're okay. right even though they're right next to each other, it actually you have, to, you have to go okay. the way to get there is ridiculous. So people who are not in the area and don't know what duck pin bowling is, the pins are shorter than normal bowling pins and the bowling ball is more like a bocce ball. You hold yeah, but it they're not these hand. pins. They're, I mean they're pins. They're not these bowling they're actually like No, those are duck pins. I've seen those too. Just, I mean, no, but the time I went duck pin bowling in Baltimore, they had those. It was these. So the the, the pins that are on this There's are like the candlesticks. Yeah, that, that have. Well, you're talking. So they, they have they have a bowl at the bottom, and then they have a they're thinner at the top. Whereas I know duck pin, especially in Boston, where it's like one solid. Yeah, just like a candlestick. It's right, cool. right. No, yeah, I've heard about the ones in the candlestick ones, but no, I think Bos- I think Baltimore area uses a shorter. It looks like a bowling pin. It doesn't look foreign to people who know bowling. But it's... I don't know how tall a bowling pin is, but it, it's probably like two-thirds the height. Something. Yeah, who knows. Um, but yeah, the, you use the ball... You, the little ball is like a like a shot put. Yeah, or bocce or something yeah. like that. And you, you actually like throw it in the air. That's what you're supposed to... Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, see, I, I, I threw it like a bocce ball. I rolled it. You know, you hold it in the palm of your hand instead of putting your fingers in holes. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I, I only did it once. I probably doing it wrong. But <laughs> I, I rolled it, you know, down the And end you get way. three uh, attempts hmm. per frame, not two. I'm not sure if Baltimore does it that way. I think we just played with two. Who knows? We can't exactly research this. We don't have a tool. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, if we had a production assistant. Anyone looking for college credit? <laughs> you can convince your professor to give you college credit yeah, for being a PA for Craft Beer Radio? Let us know. So this one has uh, kind of an oniony aroma on it. Okay. Eight point, yeah, you're right. 8.5%, 90 IBUs, malts, pale ale malt. Pale ale malt. Pale malt, sure. They say pale ale. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Wheat, Karahel, and Munich. Hops, 
Columbus, Mosaic. Yeah, we haven't seen Mosaic oh, yet. Yeah. Uh, Citra, Amarillo, and Simcoe. Well, they're really kind of... <laughs> Yeah. Simcoe. No, the the mosaic. I, after I said the onion, I smelled it again, and I got a big pineapple, and that, that's kind yeah. of the mosaic note there. So what we're what we're noticing, I guess, in this show is pineapple can easily go astray, right? <laughs> if, if you if you if you add sulfury notes to pineapple, it can go off the wagon if you're not careful. Yeah, this one has a... I don't know how careful they were in this one. (laughs) (laughs) This one has a big hop flavor to it. Mm -hmm. And it it definitely is in the ballpark of pineapple. There's some oniony notes Mm in there. I just got to read this note from their marketing speak. Okay. Uh, the result is a double IPA that's danker than a rental shoe and rolling with 10 frames of juicy resinous hops down a solid lane of malted barley and wheat. Well. <sighs> it's definitely dank. I'll give you danker than a rental shoe. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if I was prepared for the end of the show to be two big Simcoe blasts. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've had a whole lot of onions. <laughs> it definitely put the brakes on the end of this show. Yeah. <laughs> this one brings a lot of difficult flavors. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you're going to hate it. Some people might love it. I think for, if you're just drinking this for fun. It, it, for fun. But, I mean, for me, it's, it is difficult flavor overload. You know, it's like... Okay, there's this, there's that. Uh, the beer's okay, but this is hard to reconcile. Yeah. That's hard to reconcile. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just when you're in analytical mode like I am right now, it's like, boom. Yeah, taste our feet. Here you go. <laughs> this one is, is hugely bitter, too. It really sits yeah. on your tongue. So instead of doing rankings, mm. let's just pick... Noteworthy beers. What do you say? Yeah, that that sounds good. I like it. So for noteworthy, in no particular order, the um, Free State Winterfest with a big mango. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm making a mess. Eleven beers. Eleven beers. I don't know how I knock that over. Oh, towel. Let that other towel go. It's underneath your yeah laptop. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to mark down noteworthy here. So instead of rankings. Yeah, I think the Winterfest was noteworthy. Um, the beers I've had from Free State have always been, you know, solid beers. But this one surprised me with that big mango flavor yeah. that came off with the Big Tropical. And uh, so that one makes it noteworthy. The... Um, The sing or the pop up from Boulevard, I think that one was pretty noteworthy. I liked what that one brought to the table, uh, which brought you know uh, the pop up or, or Mid Coast. Mid Coast was one that had sort of the same flavors as pop up, but was really. Bright. I think the po- see. I think the the Mid Coast got a little with the hundred and four IBUs got a little too bitter for me. You know, for, as I drank it through it, I think I like the pop up better. Uh, that one, but it had a lot of similar flavors. Um, another bright hop, uh, 
exposition, if you will. Mm, if I was picking a third... Are you? If I was picking a third, I'd probably pick the Rebel Rouser, the double IPA. I, I think that one was pretty well done. Yeah, I'm, I I agree with you. Uh, well, mostly. I, I think Winterfest was, was really, really good. I, I did really appreciate that kind of tropical um, tropical bit in between a whole bunch of other ones that they were trying to do different things. I, yeah, I liked Winterfest a lot. Uh, I think Rebel Rouser was really good, too. Um, you know, when you when that you had uh, Rebel Rider, which really was unfocused and and and, mm-hmm. and hard to understand, but then Rebel Rouser really gave a, a, a it was like you know taking a they finally turned those focus knobs and they they figured out what they wanted to to research and they they did a good job and then two two of the boulevards uh double wide and mid coast i liked mid coast a lot i really did i thought it was really bright and, and and very delicious even though it was high in ibus i it didn't didn't bug me and double wide i thought had a nice real really good qualities and sweetness to it that i dug mm-hmm. i did like the double wide too i was kind of looking at it from like a hop profile point yeah. of view and double wide was a much more balanced beer so that's probably why i didn't mention it but yeah it was very you good want to add well. it to your to your network no i think okay. i'll leave it alone okay. um i think fantasy land was also good just yeah, we're talking about yeah. noteworthy ones and uh, like Fantasyland. If we had a first, it might have seemed nice and hoppy, but it just seemed kind of mid, you know, mid palate. Yeah, but it was also enjoyable at mid palate. So the cask like note was very interesting mm-hmm. and good. So that right. was cool. All right, so that's that's it. That's the show. Eleven IPAs, uh, and uh, and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't have any out music I, I clothes, do. I, I need to switch to this most illogical. Oh. Hey, I like that song. I'm yeah. going to play it on the way out. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Bear. I'm at CBR Greg. Sorry, I was paying attention to them. If you want to email us, it's at it's beer at craftbeerradio.com. And uh, yeah, support us on Amazon, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Do it. You know you want to. It's not illogical at all. He works all his life, gives it all he can, saves all his money, works overtime. Wish you could see his every penny, banks every dime. All he can think about is money, but you know that he can take it with him where he's going to go. Now I find that fascinatingly illogical. Now is the time to journey home.